Now these people love you, kid. They're eating that cornball spiel right out of your hand. The trick is, whenever I get confused, I just say, Republic City, or fans, and then everyone cheers. Hello, and welcome to Avatar Weekly, a Stark Friends podcast, a show that pokes and prods at all things Avatar one episode at a time. Today's episode is Peacekeepers. My name's Buddy Stark, uh, and I'm best known for researching stuff. Yeah, that's what you're best known for. Yeah, the people talk far and wide about my my mad research and skills. Thank you for fixing that. You just look ridiculous. Well, I because uh, we're not using your snowball, I'm hearing myself echo in my headphones. So when I was doing the intro bit, I didn't want to hear myself. That makes sense. Uh-oh. Yes. Yes. This is the part of the show, Hannah, where you tell us who you oh, are and yeah. what you're best known for. I'm Hannah, and I'm best known for baking cookies. And really only cookies. <laughs> I don't really bake anything else. I like to cook, but I hate baking. I like to bake, but I hate cooking. I hate baking. It's stupid. I love it. I like It's so easy. Let's say this. I like the product. <laughs> made by the baking i don't I, enjoy the baking process i just think baking is so much easier than cooking hmm. i like all of it it's all therapeutic i don't find you it in the therapeutic. kitchen with food, with food doing stuff Nah, i don't find it therapeutic i find it I stressful. Bake bread. i cook meat i don't do a lot of dessert baking i guess yeah but i imagine i'd like that too if i wanted to you made a pie that's true. I made, folks, I made for Thanksgiving this year, which I this is going to be airing probably in early 2021. So happy <laughs> new year. But for Thanksgiving this year, I baked. If the world is still around. Right. Right, yeah. Uh, the best pumpkin pie I've ever had That's in my true. life. That's true. It was so good. It was Picture the best. It didn't happen. Oh, he posted a pic. I did. <laughs> and as for the flavor, the pic of my tummy being full of pumpkin pie. What? Hey, uh, I don't know. It didn't make sense. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Um, do we want to do a recap? Well, my name's yes. Noah, and I'm oh, best right. known for uh, <laughs> being the youngest and being forgotten. forgotten. About. <laughs> I'm all over the place because not only did I forget about you, Noah, but I'm not actually ready to do a recap because I haven't pulled up the soundboard yet. Well, oh, I was going to nice. say, are we going to be able to hear the bell? We will be able to hear the bell. I can hear the bell. Will you be able to hear the bell? Don't you hear it chime? Can't you hear my heartbeat? Do you see my mustache? <clears throat> Keeping perfect time. I'm Dropbox ignoring you. <laughs> podcasts. Soundboard.exe. Uh, Noah, do you want to know the idiotic thing that I did? Avatar. We were out of gauze, and so Plug I in. put a Band-Aid on like a... And it worked really well as a Band-Aid, but it's been like a week and it won't come off. Yeah, no kidding, dude. I know. I don't know what it's to do. It's stuck to her hair. I know. I don't know what to do. I feel so Just get bad. it wet. Okay, yeah. Luckily, it seems like it's not really like bothering her much. Like, it, she was bleeding everywhere. And then also she was like licking the wound so much that like it wasn't going to be able to heal. And Buddy had wrapped it in gauze, but she had ripped that off. And, and I found this Band-Aid and I was like, oh. I heard myself for a second, and I was like, wow, this is working perfectly. And then I tried to take it off, and it didn't come off. Interesting. You can hear that? Yeah, and I can hear you now, buddy, too, and I like it. 
I don't get used to it. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Who would like to go first? Perfect time. Me. Hannah's going first. Wow. I know. That's a twist. No, you want second or third? Third, because I can't remember the order of this episode, and I'm hoping after you guys start it, I'll be able to think in my noggin. All right. Ready, Han? <laughs> yeah. Go. So our gang, um, they, Unalak has the northern water tribe attacking the southern wa- water tribe. Uh, yeah. Um, Noah was right. Uh, Lynn came off a boat and talked to Cora. Yeah. What? <laughs> Lynn came, I don't remember that. Yeah, so anyway, I can't hear the bell. Zaflub. Okay, um, we'll start over. I, I don't remember what happens after that. That the thing happens. No, the, what else happens in this episode? Uh, the Cora marches with some other Southern benders in the street. Yeah. They go to Republic City to try to get the president to send his armies to the Southern Water Tribe, and he says no. The Republic, yeah, the guy says no, and Mako goes back to work working for uh, Lynn, and he has some bad detectives. And they're fighting a lot, and by they, I mean Mako and Korra, about them doing their jobs. Meanwhile, Milo is trying to train a lemur. Yeah, and then Varric um, is turning Bolin into this, like, poster boy in movies for the water tribes. Yeah, um, and uh, Milo turns out to be an excellent trainer uh, of uh, lemurs. But it breaks your heart watching it, because he has to be mean to the lemur, even though he wants to love it. Uh, And yes. Oh, so um, the I can't either. The uh, was that me? Uh, what else happened? I I don't remember okay. the episode. Um, well, so Varric suggests that they just have the army go without the president's consent, and Mako tattles on them, and so they get that plan foiled, and it leads to a breakup. Meanwhile, uh, Unalak? No, is Unalak? Which one's Unalak? The bad guy. I, what's her father's name? Tarlock. Um, Tarlock's from. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Unalak is the bad guy. Is it Tonrock that is her yep. father? Tonrock yeah, you're Unalak. right. You're right. Unalak sends his twin children. Yes. After Korra. And at the very end of the episode, she gets he right. fights the spirit and then yes. gets eaten. Yes. And we're two episodes away from the high point of the I, I saw And that I was too. disappointed because I wanted to see the um, the Fire Lord. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. where she was heading. Yeah, yeah. She was headed to the Fire Lord. For some reason, I can't remember. Just to tr- cause, because her plan to try and get um, General Iroh to help out got mm-hmm. squashed by right. Mako telling the president. Oh, they broke yeah. it. And the president coming down uh, and saying, right. you definitely can't do this. And I, I said like, that. Yeah. And I said the breakup. Right. And so they Iroh's response was, well, you know who doesn't have to answer to the president of Republic City? The Fire so Lord. So the Fire Nation might help Go talk you. to them. They might help. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But also they broke up. I said that. No one cares. Very true. Uh, what are we going to rate this episode? Two and Three. a half. Wow. Um, thought this yeah. episode was super boring. I thought so too. I'm going to say three and a half. Right. I, That's so get, funny, guys. I listened to the episode that just aired this week. I know. I'm consistently. That was, exact same, that was the exact same score from each of us. Really? Yeah, I'm consistently mm-hmm. rating it a little higher than you guys. I, For whatever reason, I'm enjoying, like, three and a half isn't, like, world-ending score. Yeah. But I'm enjoying them more than I thought That's I would. good. I don't think you have to feel defensive. And I think it's yeah. nice if we all have different perspectives. 
because it can it can get boring when we're all agree- in agreement, but now we have something to argue about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's talk about how great this episode was. I was to bored during this episode, like, like, like so much so that the recap was very hard because like I couldn't really remember what happened. There was so much. Like disagree. I well, I, I don't mean there's so much interesting, but I, like there were so many different storylines yeah. you were trying to follow. That's and true. I can't remember what order they went in. I feel frustrated that, that they've sent Tenzin's family off by themselves because every time they cut to their plot line, I was like, like yeah, I love this family, but this doesn't matter. Like, why are they showing me this when the there's a war happening? Like, I don't really care that. Milo's training a lemur. That did seem out of place I from just everything think, else. Yeah, like, yeah. they need to find a better way to connect Tenzin's family to the regular plot or give them something that's just as compelling. Because, like, right now, it feels really weird every time they cut to them. Right, because every other... Like, there were a couple of other sl- sort of sub-stories, but they were all interrelated. Yeah, they're and the only ones by one themselves. one very separate story of Milo training lemurs. Yeah, and, yeah, like, I, agree. I like them. I don't want them to be cut out of the show. Right. But they did not do that very seamlessly. Unless there's going to be like an army of lemurs that comes up in the next oh, episode. That'd be so baller. <laughs> uh, what are our thoughts about the adventures of Nuktuk? I love it. As soon as I saw Varric and Bolin like were teaming up together, I was like, I'm going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> this Only good so things good. can happen from this. Right? They're like my two <laughs> favorite characters. And I just love that Varric's like idea of helping is like a propaganda, like, yeah. but like romanticized film. Yeah. And well, and- Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, speaking of which, the the movers are in black and white, right? The movers, I think so. Yeah, like there, I think there's sepia tone, which is useful on the one hand because uh, Bolin's like eyes are green. Right. Yeah, exactly. His eyes are green. Light skin. <laughs> right. Um, so that helps. But on the other hand, uh, Varric talks about like his like hair dye product that he's using ginger to like sell as, and I just thought like, yeah, but they're, they're black and white. No one can see her. But maybe it's just that it's not. That it shows up as not dark because pretty much every character on the show has black or dark brown That's hair. That's true. Um, I can't except for Yue, right? I can't actually think of anybody who doesn't. And she was touched by the moon. You know, yeah. I mean, come to think of it, I, it's hard to think of blondes. Well, it's because it's an Asian descent show, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I do like think it's very confusing because are they going to make him a waterbender and then like don't they want an actual waterbender to play? Yeah, I mean they fake it. In the movers, they, it's they just weird because it. like <laughs> it's gonna look way worse than a real waterbender, and like those are things they have. <laughs> like they don't need to rely on CGI well, for this. And I, my memory's a little hazy, so I don't remember. But I I feel like they um, they fake it in like a Ember Island players kind of way. And if they do, and I'm not sure that they do. But if they do, I like you just think you have waterbenders. Like if you okay, so that's what I'm saying. But if you want though. him to be a star, let him be a star, but just have another waterbender do it for him. Oh, like right, yeah. The <laughs> they can make it look right. like that person's doing it. They're yeah, like it's, water. that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's not like waterbenders are like this rare thing or it's not like they don't even exist like in our world. <laughs> like they're everywhere they and I'm sure you could find someone to like stand <laughs> to the side and be like, move that water. Mm. I do like still get confused as to what, Varric is doing there like I don't really know why he's helping them and I don't know like why he cares yeah it's tough to understand his motivations for helping out the southern water tribe I mean I think he's flipping he's hilarious he's from the southern water tribe and he the is? Northern is water he? Tribe. yeah because he was in on the meeting 
when they were talking I thought he was just there as a I thought, salesman. Yeah, I thought he was there trying to make a sale with some boat he had lots of fish on. I'm pretty that was sure the impression I got. I'm pretty sure he's from the Southern Water Tribe. Someone fact check yep. us. We're gonna, yeah, well, I just thought we'd... The impression I got was that he's from the Southern Water Tribe and he didn't want the Northern Water Tribe messing up his business and his money. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. I like, I would prefer just the idea that he's just this, like, chaotic character who just joins in whatever crusade he can find. He said, Julie, do the thing. Yes. Did you notice? He did. That's his catchphrase. I know. I was just pointing out to you because you like it so much. Let's see. Born in the Southern Water Tribe. Yep. Go Noah. He's a nobleman who enjoys gallivanting across the globe on his yacht. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that, yeah, that's explains So that's his, his interest. His vested interest like that, is like his that's his tribe. Yeah. That makes sense. Weird. Yeah, and you don't think Varric and you think Waterbender. Or I no. guess he's not a bender, but. I don't really think of any tribe. <laughs> like, he doesn't I, seem like. Speaking anything. of Varric, I do love, like, the fact that he donated to both political candidates. Yes. <laughs> got, yes. got to hedge your bets. That cracked me up. <laughs> I know. He was like, you got to be in with both. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty smart. Got to know one way or the other. Although it didn't really get them much. In this case, the president did not side with them. Well, and it was funny just the way he phrased it, where he said, yeah, I was one of his biggest contributors. <laughs> also, <laughs> I gave to I his, his opponent. opponent, too. Got to hedge your bets. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. And obviously, of course, his, like, inverted pepper maneuver oh, to, like, come up weird. with yeah. ideas. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. There was, there's another radio. show. <laughs> there's another show that did a similar thing. It might have been SpongeBob. I'm not sure. But they, like, basically they put a lemon juicer hat on characters and then would like juice a lemon on top of their head and it would like somehow spark their idea. <laughs> if any listeners... That sounds like uh, Adventure Time to me. You should look it up. Yeah, if any uh, listeners know what show that was on, let me know because I'm having trouble. Lemon Juicer Idea Cap. <laughs> idea Hat. Nope. Uh, nope. You don't want to Google that, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, how about, uh, let's see, another thing was... The technology for it within this quote unquote time period continues to be like all over the map for me. Oh, in that, like, yep. the thing that detonated the bomb was a wireless right. transmitter of some right. kind. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, that oh. doesn't make any sense. I didn't notice like, that at all. That's pretty like... advanced for what everything else around is is doing. Like, when was the first wireless bomb? Like, tech that not... they would have like that, like a detonator. I feel like it would be around the 60s, right? I just feel like that would be about... Because the technology... World War II? Maybe. The technology there is the same. You know what? They probably would have, actually, because the technology is the same as, like, walkie-talkies. We're right. just talking about our butts. Oh, yeah, definitely. But you're right. World War II does seem... Like, I, I would believe that. Military... Because I think they had, like, big... I mean, they were bulky, mm-hmm. but I think they had big radio communications. I think so, too, because they would... Like, it called for, like, air support and crap. Right. So I don't know that it would have been like the size that it was, but you know, maybe, maybe it's reasonable. I didn't really love that General Iroh was just so willing to like be a traitor to his nation. Hmm. Like that was pretty messed up. She's just like, hey, let's be secret armies. And he's like, oh yeah, let's do it. And then the president catches him like, oh, I guess I can't do it. And it's like, you've like, you're in charge of militaries. You need to have more discipline than that. Interesting. It's messed up. I didn't have that problem. Well, I, I do. Well, because he like, wasn't doing anything wrong yet. Yeah. 
You and have superiors for a reason. You don't just get right, to make your was, decisions willy-nilly. They were going out on a training exercise. That's bull. <laughs> bull. And the president, it's a democracy. He's an elected official, and he's required to, um, you know, follow uh-huh. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I just think, like, I think it's probably part of my overarching frustration with Cora in general utilizing world resources for her own personal vendettas because mm-hmm. it's her home yeah. and it's like this is a this is a military of an entire city and yes you are the avatar but they have rules and regulations in place and you don't just get to stomp all over them um I don't disagree and I, just, I find Cora to be super obnoxious in this episode yeah. So obnoxious. Um, she's reverted. She's completely reverted back to what I hate about her. I don't know that Ira really... I don't, that didn't really run me the wrong way. I don't know. I just feel like it's just, like, another person, like, giving in to her childish plans. And, like, I'm not heartless. Like, I would not want my tribe to be attacked. I would not want there to be war. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I just think she's so brash and she only uses everyone as a means to her end. I'm very- right. I think we're agreeing about the Cora side of things. And I'm like, saying I feel like General Iroh allows her to... Well, maybe, but I mean, from General Iroh's perspective, setting Cora's, you know, ignorance and sort of childish ways aside, there is an unlawful occupation of uh, a sister nation yeah. going on. And what he was suggesting was... We have to, we traverse the seas regularly in or anyway. So if we traverse the seas down there and are minding our own business but are attacked by a northern water tribe fleet, we are going to have to return fire. I get that, but it's clearly a loophole. Of and course I just it is. like, um, yeah. I like movies or TV shows, and I don't even know if this is real, but like where they, they respect the position and they respect their morals. And if those no longer, you know, line up then they step down from the position and they say hey i gotta join this cause because i cannot be a general of this army and like stand for what i believe in and so i just think he has a higher obligation to democracy hmm. i think the higher obligation i mean here we just disagree here i think the higher obligation democracy you don't get to utilize people's lives and resources for your own personal vendetta. If you want to, then you quit and you join up and you give your life to that. He's not, but he's, if he, once he had been told explicitly, no, don't do this, then you're right. But as a general of an army, he also has the authority to take those ships where he wants to take them. Yeah, but he already knew the president said, no, don't do this. Like, he was just trying to, like, sneak around. Yeah, within his power. I don't think so. I mean, he does uh, have again, the authority. I, to take I mean, the like, yeah, take the ships where he wants to. Right. I guess so. And so just not, the fact that the president came and said, "No, don't like, don't take the ships out." That's what the president said. No it just ships feels are to like leave obeying the letter of the law, not the spirit. He well, knew what his agreed. commander in chief wanted. Yeah. But uh, again, he his intent was not to break any rules. His intent was not to go out and fire first. He was just saying, if we end up down there and they fire on us, then we are within our rights to defend ourselves. Hmm, so, I think it's sneaky. It is, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm just saying that I think there's a difference between Cora's behavior and Iroh's behavior, where Iroh, yes, he's bending some things, but he's still doing it in what I feel like is a pretty, pretty professional way. Hmm. And we, again, we just, it's fine. We disagree. We disagree. We do, we do. I have too much respect for higher institutions, which is hilarious because that is not really a position that I've ever come down on before. <laughs> Um, 
Let me say this. And I don't mean this in a creepy way at all. Hmm. Most good thoughts start this way. Yeah. Continue, so. Noah. <laughs> Cora's back is shredded. Did you guys? I was I've seen that before. I was noticing yeah. the scene no, never where she noticed walked that. out after yeah. uh, breaking, after freaks. Mako broke up with her. And I was like, dang, girl. <laughs> yeah. Her, like, her, like, her traps. And well, I mean, yeah. it's probably from bending all the time. They I'm, often, yeah, they draw her back like it's full of a barrel of snakes or something. Like there's just cool. muscles on muscles. Well, so She's I love, Avatar because it's it's not like I don't I don't know I don't know. I just I just think it's pretty boss, and I'm very jealous because I have a very weak back. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's really all that's keeping me from being like Cora. <laughs> just your back, just my back muscles. <laughs> Like everything else, like the rest of our bodies, like it's there, it's on point. But man, my back, it just isn't right, quite where it needs right. to be. Right, and I'm, you know, waterbender. <laughs> Doesn't end there, but we'll, we'll not list things, but you know what I'm saying. Anyways, I think she's very cool. But I'm trying to think if I came not. on the wrong side of this argument. <laughs> but I don't think you're, you guys are as good at arguers as I am because yeah, I'm thoroughly convinced. That's fine. So are we. I know, I but I don't think you're right. I don't think you're right. Yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> that's a that's a silly argument you got there. Yeah, good one. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay. That's fine. Um, boy, now would be a really good time to break up the conversation with... Uh, Something All right, that, that sounds. Was possibly... was it? I thought we would have at least a couple more points. I've got, I've got one more, but here we go. Uh, for those of you that can't hear it, the bell sounded going off right now. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> hey, we've got an email. Um, the bell's still the going. Bell. It's still going off. Oh, son of a gun! That's the wrong <laughs> button. Hold on, wait for it. It's just still give me going. a second here. No, I just faded it out. It's it's gonna stop now. It's stopping. We're good. There we go. Ding. And ah. Cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> I've been all over the place. For for the listeners, I don't know if they need to know this, but it's been a long time since we've recorded a Legend of Korra episode. It's only been like two weeks. I think it's been more than that. I don't think so. We have one email this week from Christina. Uh, Christina has a lot of, as usual, Christina has a lot of good thoughts for us uh, in this email. Uh, she, um, let's see, she responds to a few things we've said in some various, uh, uh, episodes and remember they, we just posted like season two, episode one, um, just now. So that's what we're, uh, what, what she's crap. referencing. Um, she, uh, initially liked how Cora got her airbending because it was an exciting, emotionally charged moment. But as it's been pointed out to her, I think by us, but maybe other people as well, uh, it didn't make sense or feel particularly earned, especially since the several episodes, when she had to shift her bending style in order to airbend, but in the end she just punched really hard and it worked, <laughs> which I think we all yeah, yeah we complained about. Plot of Korra. Um, she also says the three of us uh, the three of us are right about uh, the ending being too short and abrupt, and it would have been better if it had been two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah, we totally agree. Um, but the ending for Amon is just so interesting with Tarlock's decision to blow himself up and his brother. That is true. And she agrees with my analysis of the moment of a buddy, or sorry, but Noah and Hannah are right that it would have been better to have more background explanation for that moment, like Korra and Noah Tack interacting. Um, what? I appreciated it. Was just, I thought it was very poignant the way that he sort of did it uh, behind his brother's back and like willingly sacrificed himself. Is Noah himself Tuck he the saw. good guy? Noah Tuck is a mom. Noah Tuck is a mon. Yeah, they're the same ones. The fact, um, so we're talking about 
What part are we talking about? Season We're still one, at the end of season one. Episode, yeah, but what part is the part where the part where uh, Tarlock kills him and his brother? Yeah, he kills himself and his brother. Yeah, That's a cool I don't part. have a problem yeah. with that. My point Me was either. more just that I thought it was like a weird. I didn't feel like anything he said was overly menacing. Mm. Like, I, I think it would have been better if he was like, "Oh, now we're back together. Nothing can stop us. We can, we can beat the Avatar. We can take over the world. something like that." And then he'd be like, "No, that's bad. We bad." I truly don't remember the episode obviously enough to comment on it. So, Hannah's low just reminded me that uh, how absolutely disappointing the end of season two Cora is. And don't worry, Hannah, Cora never grows. Oh no! <laughs> okay, that is really disheartening. Oh. Actually, I think I think her arc <sighs> in season four is pretty interesting. Um, I am really depressed if she never grows. <laughs> like, that's awful. Well, now she, to the fun she question. Gets, she gets better back muscles throughout the, throughout the show. Her muscles grow. Shut up. Christina okay. says her boyfriend, uh, her boyfriend and her just watched, just rewatched Avatar, and it was a great time. While watching, my boyfriend posed a pretty fun question that I think would be interesting for you all to discuss because mm. Iroh used waterbending forms mm-hmm. to create lightning redirection. Do you think a waterbender would be able to redirect lightning? She has two potential answers, one more likely than the other. If you need to be able to do the movements to redirect it, then yeah, to- a water, totally a waterbender could. And in fact, anyone who could move their arms right could. But if the point of the move is you need to be able to actually firebend uh, and you just have to use the waterbending form to redirect, then only firebenders can do it. What do you think? Two. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think waterbenders can do Because light re- you have to redirect lightning, which means you have to be able to an extent to, fire to bend. bend it. Yeah. Um, which so if it's a form of fire bending in order to redirect it's cool that he bend. used the movements but i think that's more just about the way you interact with your body and i don't think that i think like a normal person who's not a bender could do all those movements and still not bend anything and then they would just get struck by lighting exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to me um yeah i agree i think what? that uh what? It, you know like if i you don't you guys don't remember the time i went out into the field with an umbrella hoping to redirect lightning and just got blasted oh he's oh. joking um <laughs> no one i like she like <laughs> okay hey bud because here's the thing but you don't really like share kid. stuff That's with like us yeah and that so like remember it's like very possible you I know. and your brother used to throw at each other yeah <laughs> it's like really possible that buddy just like forgot to mention this cool story about how he's like been struck by lightning and you know, it explains like all of his terrible hygiene habits. I like how mysterious my background still is to you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but yeah, I like that Iroh, the important thing was that he drew knowledge yes. from other cultures. Yeah. That's what makes sense. Uh, and, then a, sure. and then applied it to his own bending. So do you really think like that works? Is that the only reason he can redirect lightning is because he learned those He moves? said he, yeah, he, he actually, there's an exposition so, with him and his nephew. Well, he said what he would be like that. the equivalent of that with another bending I know, form? that was where I thought this question was going. Was, Me too. Okay, like, what if, new... If, like, water bending learned earth bending moves, like, what could they do with water? Yeah. Glaciers! Yeah, I was going like, to say it would be ice-related for sure. Yeah. I was, or, like, heavy water. Like, you know, what you, what you get from What if they like learned fire bending moves and then they could make acid rain? Oh, see, now we're talking. Purple yeah. Cro- rain. Crossover. Yeah. Anyway, Good that's stuff. a fun a fun idea. Christina is currently trying to re- convince her boyfriend to rewatch Korra, but we really hated the second season, so I'm not sure <laughs> if we'll be able to get through it. Oh, oh, well, Christina, oh, oh, yeah. we okay. are with this you. This is uh, going to be a month after, so I don't know how helpful this is going to be. Season three is so cool the bad wow. guys in season three are so it's really refreshing after um season two so I, if you I'm if you like, made it through season two you gotta watch season three i just want something to flip and happen 
Uh, good so news. Bored. In two episodes, nothing will change. I want more Avatar-related things. And once again... Boy, howdy, in two episodes. Okay. I was reminded, again, that I don't like how they've done the spirit world in Korra. Mm -hmm. Why is that thing a monster? Random giant monster? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Noah is right that Varric is basically the best part of season two. Uh, She loves his ending arc with his catchphrase. Is he only in season two? No, you he's know? no, he's in other. I don't. He's probably not as big of a part in three and four, but he's in the show. I'm. Does like anyone die? Sure. He dies. <laughs> Christina says uh, she might give Kipo a watch, and she hopes all is well. You uh, should Christina. give Kipo a watch. Yeah, watch Kipo. But Thank before you before you watch Kipo, not Thank that you later. shouldn't, but before you do, don't watch season three. You're already this far. <laughs> she's only watched season one okay here here it is season kipo short? season season one cute fun tv show you're gonna enjoy it season two all right now we're in it this is awesome season three finale fantastic it's, it's gonna really be your experience good, but buddy like loves it it's so good <laughs> i will be- say like the music is really good and the characters the are really character good. development is it's really very good. cute like, it's a lot like the last airbender in that yeah Basically, the entire supporting cast yeah. is lovable. And like it's like every single character. The last airbender in that they've created such a rich world that you feel like they could easily make like two, three, four spinoffs. Yeah. And like you still wouldn't have all the information. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. P.S. To Zach's answer, uh, question, oh, sorry, to answer Zach's question he posed, uh, Christina wishes she was an airbender and she would use her bending to lift herself up and reach things that are too high because she's short. Girl, I feel you. That's a good use of power. PPS. Ooh. Cooper Petey. Uh, sorry, Cooper Petey <laughs> is crazy. Cooper and Petey. I'm not con- and she's not guy. convinced anyone else's stories uh, episode will be able to top that one for her. What? Thank you so much, Christina. Christina? By now you've, of course, heard all the rest of the Australian oh, ones. Oh, right. And they are very good. Um, but thank you. I think she'll be shocked at who we all voted for. Oh, it w- they, w- they were all so solid. Anyway, PPPS. What was mine about? Uh, yours was the uh, emu wars. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, she says, sorry again for the really long emails. She clearly can't edit herself. Christina, I love, love the long emails. Yeah, they give me life. Never shorten them. Never edit. <laughs> Put all your thoughts in there. Stream of consciousness. Email. Yeah, just Go. like journal to us. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh yeah, I think there it is. I hit the button. Guys, please email us. <laughs> Those are my favorite parts. They bring me so much happiness. Yeah, and I mean, you do, uh, the fans, you have so many great thoughts. It's terrific. You do have good thoughts. Uh, let's see. The last uh, general thought that I had, uh, we've already talked about a little bit, but I thought we might just discuss, uh, and, and now that we've already done the, the email, you really touched on it in the email section, but we, I thought we might discuss how the episode ended mm. and what our thoughts are there. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I'm <laughs> confused. I assume we're going to see the spirit world in the next episode. It's coming. Because it's like it ate her. Two episodes. See. What happens in the next episode then? Diddly squat. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Did you? I want the spirit world. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious for it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me, like, how easily she goes in and out of the Avatar state. Mm-hmm. Like, they always, I know Aang was younger mm-hmm. and didn't maybe have as much training, but she doesn't struggle with it at all, which surprises me because she doesn't seem to be particularly 
like attuned to the spirit world, which I thought was something you had to kind of have a connection to to be in mm, the avatar that's state. A solid point. So like that feels really weird to me that she's able to just go in and out of it, and it's like that's not a really sense, a skill you've it? developed. Yeah. What? It doesn't no make one? a whole lot of sense, does it? No, I don't. I don't think so. And so like, and then also like she went into the avatar state and then like was not able to subdue that spirit, and I was like, but this will put in the avatar state. So. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really like the ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that the twins are hilarious, though. Yeah, I know. Like we're back to like, okay, you're not you're not too weird and creepy. At, remember what? They're psychos. No, I know, but like two episodes ago, it was like uh, Bolin was like oh. bowing in front of her. I mean, like, it still is so like that. The oh, fact well, yeah. that she like wanted to kill Cora. Remember, her dad was like, "I need her alive," and then she's like, Nyeh. and you're like, <laughs> that was like on the table, <laughs> like murdering her. Yeah, it's fair. And, like, she thinks that, he, and she said, you ruined my wedding, which, like, what? <laughs> when were they getting married? Oh, yeah, they were engaged. Oh, Remember, because of the betrothal necklace. Just, like, and she still had all that makeup down her face. And they had the plan face. to uh, get married that night. <laughs> oh, God. It did make me wonder, watching this, like, why they even, like, got speed water bikes, because they were just <laughs> as fast without I them. No, I uh, like, I guess stupid. maybe it's an... Energy usage thing, like you right. get tired after a while. Like that riding makes a bicycle sense. versus running. Okay, well. Or you know, yeah. being in a car versus running. Yeah, doing something. Because with riding a, jet a bike, ski, you get tired too. Yeah, with a jet ski, you don't have to propel. You just, you know, the gasoline does the thing for you. The gasoline. <laughs> yes. Other general thoughts? Yeah. Um, um, this episode was watched by only 1.1 million viewers, making it the lowest rated episode uh, across both book one and two. This oh. episode is the lowest viewed? Mm-hmm. What's the lowest rated episode? That I don't, I couldn't tell you. Someone look it up. Um, you know what I can tell you just off the top of my head? What? Uh, is that starting in The Legend of Korra <laughs> season two, IMDb no longer lists quotes because no one cares enough to find them. Aww. So I'm actually having to like go in and like listen to the episodes again to find the quotes that I want to put at the beginning of the episodes. I mean, the quote that you should put in is like something of Varric's probably, right? Like what else would you put? You, Let's see. You're the, definitely going to have to put the I was his biggest Julie, contributor. Julie, do the thing. <laughs> the... Tied for the two lowest uh, episodes, at least for season two, is this episode and the following episode. Oh, God. So, okay. But then the episode after that, BB. I want to know what the lowest rated episode is of all time. Buddy, you're already there. Have we passed it? Hold on. Do hold we on. still have to look for it? 7.8 is the current low. I'm looking at a lot of high eights in season one. It's 9.3. Yep, we're good there. So season one apparently was pretty solid. So, Noah, you and I are, are not alone in thinking that season two is astronomically worse. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Mid-eights, high-eights for season three. Mid-eights, high-eights. Oh, mid-nines for the season finales there. Damn. Uh, for season see. three. More. I yeah. told you, season three is the best season of it. Ooh. Uh, in season four, we have a lot of... Okay, so we start out with a high-eight, then we go to low-nines, then mid-high-eights again, and then... Suddenly, in the middle of nowhere, between an 8.3 and 8.6, is an episode called Remembrances with a 6.0. Ooh, that's so bad. That is the low, All without right. doubt. I'm looking forward to I it. I actually, and we'll talk about it when we get there. I think like season four would have actually been a really good season if it wasn't the last season. 
I, I feel mm. like the stuff, I feel like they ended on a really bad note. Well, sounds like the rest of the episodes in season four are okay. The, it's just the rest like that of them were mid eights, high eights. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like it. In, like I'm saying, order wise, like I as think a finale. Stuff, yeah, yeah, I think the stuff uh, in season three was way more compelling of a like a story to end on. Anyways, so yeah, know. this was not a popular episode. Uh, did you guys <laughs> notice when uh, Chief Lin said uh, "flameo" as a curse word? Yes. No, when I was so what pumped. the flamio was going on out here? Oh, I did not notice. Yeah, that. when Cora uh, knocked over the table and st- stemmed out, that was the first thing that Lynn said when she came out the door. I just okay. broke up with the Let avatar. me talk about this. You should have oh, been there when I or when Tenzin dumped you me. You should have seen, yeah, oh. Avatar Island when Tenzin dumped me. Are we doing lows? Not, oh, not yet, but yeah. Let's. Are we good to move on to highs and lows? Yeah, well, it. I just thought I'd transition because that's basically my low. Okay, like, so Hannah's lows first. Yeah, first off, I just think it's, like, I know that they live in a different world, but can you think of, like, any more, like, abusive behavior than walking into your, like, significant other's place of work and flipping a table and yelling at them for doing their job? Ironically, that was when I noticed her back muscles. (laughs) (laughs) So I was mad at her, but I was also, like... You go, girl. And I know it's a different world, and her <laughs> tribe's under attack, and she's the avatar, but, like, she has no respect for him as a person. I agree. Or, yeah. like, really anybody. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Chief I, Lin yeah. works there, and she's just like, I'm going to flip these tables. And I just, I can't get behind, like, she's too old for that yeah. behavior. Yeah. And and then I didn't really like Lin's line either, because Lin seems like a very put together yes. almost cold person and i could see her giving tenzin a cold shoulder i do right. not see her destroying the air temple right out of rage yep. she is a fine woman who did not really need tenzin in her life so <laughs> i am really pissed you guys uh, the internet you should have seen hannah's face facial expressions <laughs> as she said those words it was beautiful i've been watching a lot of um queer eye and i just feel like the spirits of them like came into me <laughs> and empowered me to make that my low. So, anybody else? Mine is related. Irrational Cora is back. Yay! Like, yeah. yes, that was part of it. But I mean, the whole episode when she's like uh, talking to General Iroh, like she's still being sort of derogatory yeah. uh, with Mako. And there was even before that big scene. Yeah. There was another scene, I think, in like the bedroom or something when she was talking to Mako. Yeah. And like. He's like, she's like, I can't talk to you when you're like this. And it's like. And Mako's like, I'm trying to do a job. Yeah. Like, and like, also, I'm giving you facts and you're completely discrediting when, me. <laughs> when Mako is the reasonable one. Right. This is when you know you've gone too far. Right. Like, so I just. Uh, we've said it before, but season one, by the end, you're like, Cora, you've had so much growth. And now we're watching just like An rage infant. quit Cora. And yeah. like they break up and I literally don't care. I do oh, not I care. Know. I'm like, I know. they didn't All really right. seem to care that much either. I know. I yeah. agree. Yes, I agree. They were both like, okay. <laughs> like they just like did not. Yep. It's a very well, weird relationship. They don't end up together, so it's okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you not know how this ends? No. Oh, cool. Mako dies. <laughs> Does she end up with Boleyn? Yes. <laughs> Does she end up with Varric? I was going to say that next, yes. <laughs> What's your low? Um, The same thing as you guys. I guess my issue isn't so much that she is 
like her her growth has stopped um it's that it's regressed right yeah it's not just that she's not growing anymore it's that the growth has had negative yeah like they took who she was at the end of season one and were like toss that right this is what i call guardians of the galaxy 2 syndrome which is when you you take that movie which is when you take a cast of characters that you have developed and had them grow and then you make them immature and then you instantly throw them back 17 steps in order to make another plot line Um, and you literally turn Groot into a baby you actually (laughs) actively did this come on Marvel what are you aged him you have the control you have the power I do kind of get that in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 like we watch Peter Quill try to become like a leader Mm -hmm. and then by the time we get to like um, Endgame Endgame you're like you're the worst person alive you are like ill-suited to lead anybody rocket raccoon like, the same way like, the whole first movie is about him discovering he has a family and these yeah. people and then like yeah. the entire second movie he just it's like he has to Poops relearn the him. whole and he has to learn this lesson all over again and in, in the form yeah. of him talking to uh ooh, merle yondu oh yondu. mary poppins yeah, yeah mary poppins y'all which is the best? That, which is which the is a great part. plot line. He has amazing character development. Right. Oh. Which didn't make sense oh. to me either. <laughs> like, oh, I based the way on, based on the way they portrayed him in the first movie, I didn't buy all of what happened in the second movie. But as an isolated film, that is the best part of the whole movie. I just think like they gave us him. more more of a backstory mm-hmm. i think like in the first one we didn't really get to see that that's fair. sometimes he was putting on airs to like protect this kid that's who fair. actually has like a soft spot for or whatever well and so I, that was I fine with the me. sequence where they actually show him as a kid learning how to shoot with the on yeah like that, that was, was cool. anyways <laughs> cora's like rocket Noah. raccoon what's she doing under the couch <laughs> she's crawling the under the futon <laughs> she's a weirdo she's just sitting there. this is been not even doing anything we didn't do our highs guardians cast oh. podcast Sure. What are our highs? Oh, uh, this is a problem. <laughs> she's just saying it out. I'm just worried she's going like, to pee under there. <laughs> no, she's like um, touching, so she won't. This is a problem. I think, I guess probably my high is just Varric. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's mm-hmm. funny. I think the Nuck Tuck plot line is, is that what it is? Nuck, Nuck Tuck? Uh, hold on. Nuck. Oh, I erased it. Is, it. it is Nuck Tuck. Yeah, Nuck Tuck. I think it's so funny. Like, I think there's just so much room for me to crack it's, up. Yeah, and it continues. It's a it's a running thing. I love that. Like, I love anyone's, like, decision that the best way to help a war is drama and theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just grateful that they included this character because that is one thing they did very well. Like, Korra season one was really missing humor. Like, Avatar had it in buckets. And so I'm glad they put in Varric. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I, not going back to Lowe's, but I will say I I am very disappointed with uh, what they've done with Asami this season. They've like thrown her to the side. Yeah, when is just, she going to be a character? And so again? she's going to be bigger in the next season. Yeah. Um, but I I that don't is, know. You're right though. That is something else. Like that last Airbender did better. Is sort they of. made the minor characters have plot lines kind so of. So they and, kind like, of did, but. Yeah. This past time watching it for the podcast, I did notice they kind of like brought in Toph, and then in yeah. season three they hardly kind of tossed her, her to the side. Her That's to the true. Side. So it, it's it, it's true. unfair to say that they didn't do it at all. But like I just feel like they've introduced this character and then put her in the you know the circumstance where she's taking over her dad's company, and then it's just like not a thing. 
Yeah. Like she was Hopefully. she was in two scenes this episode, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so my hi. Um I just realized I didn't actually say that. Um she's I, just I cracking me up, I'm sorry. I, I can't see her, I know. Um she's very cute. Um hiding under the futon. She looks very comfortable. She doesn't even look scared or anything. She's just like yeah, she's just chilling. Mac yeah. does that or uh, Herc does that too. Under she our She really bed. wants food. Oh, good thing she's deaf. <laughs> Because, like, you can't say that around my dogs or else they freak out. Mm. Anyways, I, Varric is definitely the high point of this episode. I was trying to think if I could think of anything else. I thought Mako's police work actually wasn't that boring. I'm pr- I'm pretty interested in that aspect. Like, I was glad to see him, like, stick to his guns right. and, like, have a passion for his work. But also be reasonable. the way he'd been, <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, Cora's the best, I'll follow her anywhere, right. blah, blah, blah. So it was actually really nice to see him, like, be like, no, I have a job to do. And there's nothing wrong with me, like, trying to do that. Well, you I know, actually... Like, I have a life outside of you. And I really appreciate the fact that he told the president. Like, <laughs> Me? I kind of did too. I was like, I mean, that's... He kind of has to. Like... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Billy, do you want to say something <laughs> about Avatar? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I have a 60-pound dog on my lap right now. And she's uh, on camera. <laughs> uh, let's see. My high for this episode. Uh, this is, again, I, 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 there's merit to the idea that it's out of place. But the story that they told with Milo and oh, him I training agree. the lemurs, yeah. I thought was very poetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like There were parts of it that were very funny. Like when he got yeah. that whistle and like, I trained all the lemurs, you know, <laughs> and crazy. I liked that Milo got a moment a that wasn't just him farting on someone. I agree. Like it, that was nice. I agree. And, but then also like you saw some emotion to Milo as well in that like he didn't really like having yeah. to be the leader and right. treat the lemurs this way. It was also so interesting like how there was quickly a lot to it. I, I didn't expect Tenzin's reaction. I thought Tenzin was going to be like, I'm so proud of you. Like, isn't that what he wanted? Like him to like take training seriously and Milo did. So like. Why did he like suddenly change? I thought he was like, going to be really mean to him. I'm just confused yeah, as to why he, he was like, forget everything I said. Well, so I think he saw the limits that his son was pushing them to and mm-hmm. saw that like, you know, that wasn't necessarily healthy either. And so he was okay. giving his son an out yeah. to, you know, it's play just, for a little bit. It's and a very interesting plot line. It was. And again, like within the context of the episode, I agree it doesn't fit that well. But, you know, just watching it, it was just... It had a lot of things. Again, it had I humor, wish that they, and it had some solemnity to it. I wish they would have kind of tied it back to Aang or something. Be like, this is how I thought Dad for taught sure me. They so were going I just to. thought like this was like the right way, but I kind of missed a childhood or something. Well, that's funny. Like I thought, but then also I wanted to be like, who are you to give advice on training Tenzin? You train Korra, and she's a nightmare. <laughs> like she has no training. Yeah, it's. I don't know about you guys, but I felt like I could relate a lot to that plot line. Yeah. Um, with do- oh, with dog training, heck yeah! Because <laughs> my dogs are so poorly behaved, and we did. A I related job. in the fact that yeah, we haven't really trained our dogs. <laughs> they sleep in our bed, and I let them do whatever they want. Yeah, well, and I I, I don't like the concept of like alpha. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's healthy. Um, yeah, like maybe it is with I just dog training, but like and love them. <laughs> the idea of like alpha males is the worst. Um, <sighs> but yeah. All right, All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. If you have anything that you'd like to share with us, uh, please find us on Facebook or Twitter at Stark Friends. You can also email us your thoughts. We have an email address, StarkFriendsPodcasts at gmail.com, both podcasts and friends. 
is plural. You said that backwards. Yeah, I know. StarkFriendsPodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, we will read any thoughts that you have out on the, the podcast, so let us know uh, what you think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, just generally good things. School appropriate um, stuff. Also, if you're interested in hearing more from us, we have we run this every other week, and then on the off weeks, and I know lately it hasn't been super consistent, so I apologize. I'm planning my own research right now, and it's a bear. Um, but uh, we have another podcast. It's called Stories, uh, where we talk about things that just we find interesting. We pick various topics. It's just sort of a an eclectic um, potpourri of topics. That's uh, what Cooper Petey was from. Yeah, uh, it's from Petey. our Australia episodes. Um, so if you're interested in that, they're much shorter. They're very quick, little 20-minute uh, at most, typically, uh, episodes. We just we talk about some fun things. I want to do a um, quick shout-out to uh, Zach, son of Dave, son of Bob, on Twitter. Um, we were in his top three. Is that three, his name? Uh, yeah, we were in his top three podcasts on Spotify this year. Ooh. And he posted that and... Uh, uh, you know, there were, there were a couple others ahead of us, and that's perfectly reasonable, I guess. <laughs> uh, one of my buddies texted me, and he said, hey, just so you know, you guys were my number one podcast this year on Spotify. Really? Yeah. Thanks, Let's guys. And he said, I listen to most like... of my podcasts on YouTube, so that's probably why, but... Well, why do you have to qualify it, man? Yeah, don't qualify it. I mean, we're very popular. <laughs> take that out. Hey, buddy, fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that one at all. Um, that's awesome that is so cool yeah it's very flattering we're not even in my top 10 <laughs> well you don't even listen to us when we're doing it so that's not <laughs> <really> <laughs> surprising <laughs> very uh, true alright you all know what comes next be careful oh, where you take your cabbages. cabbages do the thing <laughs> Julie that should be the new one yeah that should have been what? <laughs> Is that the close-up? That's the sign-off. <laughs> I don't like it.